Welcome back, people. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. I'm your boy, Mr. Prez, one half of the DSC crew. The other half, uh, he's still returning home from vacation. He's he's out and about, man. I told him you have held it down tremendously over these past couple weeks, man. You go ahead and take your time off. I'll hold us down for the day. If Cash was here right now, He'll be telling y'all for the new people out there who DSC is and what we do. DSC is Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast, a podcast about sports, music, and culture. When we say culture, we're talking about black culture and unapologetic about it. So, hey, uh, so man, he he gave me a good week. We got plenty of content out there for us today. Uh, I'm going to start off with, we're going to dip into... The, some of the album releases that we had come out. Uh, we had the Isaiah Rashad, which I was waiting for. The House is Burning. We got uh, the Dave East and Harry Fraud. That gift was dropped on our door. And then we also got it followed up by Nas King Disease number two. Man, a big shocker out there that just dropped out of nowhere. And then, of course, we got the cut. Nah, <laughs> Kanye still ain't dropped. <laughs> I hope y'all really wasn't waiting for that. If y'all were, man, it's a gospel album. We I don't know if we're even going to cover that thing, man. We we may do it just for the culture, but it's a gospel album, baby, which I want me to say. Yeah, man, he, he really had it out there, man. Oh, praise, praise God. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how we're going to do, but then, then when it comes to this sports, the NFL season has started people. It is here. It is going preseason, of course, but the hype is still there. And I got a lot of talk on my Raiders. So this week was starting off with the Hall of Fame game and we had the inductees. I think it was a great class of inductees that was coming in this year, mainly because we had like three Raiders. We had one fan of the violator. We had Charles Woodson going in and we had to coach Tom Flores from our last championship was all going in. So I'm going to give you my little outlook on that, but I'm looking forward into the, the season, going towards the season as everybody started getting their fantasy drafts and stuff start going. So we're going to speak on all that. And then uh, I'm going to double back down and speak a little bit on the Lakers and the NBA. Cash and Nums was on here last week speaking about the NBA drafts and what they was thinking was going to happen and uh, the big plan. They spoke some little, little bit of dirt about Malika. I'm kind of bring that back on the round, say my little piece on it, and then we're going to keep it moving. So with that said, let's get right into it, people. So I told y'all we're going to start off on these albums. So the people who's here for this music, we going up first, people. Uh, the Isaiah Rashad, that's what we're going to start with. The House is Burning. I sold y'all at the top of the year, one of the most anticipated albums I was looking forward to was Isaiah Rashad. Uh, I know a lot of people, or most people that I talk to, ain't really fans of him, but I was a fan of his music. I love the Sun's tirade. Uh, I know he was going through some things. There's a lot of like uh, re rehab type music or just going through troubles. Like I said, it, it kind of floated with you feeling out of place being from a country person going to a, a big city and everything. You got a lot of that vibe in his, his last album. And that was me. I, I You know, I'm from, the, from Mobile, Alabama and then having to travel around. I kind of got a lot what he was saying. So the album kind of spoke to me in that sense. You know what I mean? Not every song is going to be, you know, all that street or it's going to be too poppy, but it, it, it can speak to you. Album can speak to you and in, in other ways. And that was the way that it spoke to me. So I was 
intrigued to see what he had coming out on his uh, next album. So with this album, man, Isaiah kind of switched up his style a little bit. Like uh, it's not it's not the same, not same type of music as you can spell. As you can expect, somebody grow, they, they style changes a little bit. But I I don't think it changed for the better on this as far as the first listen. He, he was doing a lot more mumbling on the track. Uh, and I had to go back to Son's tirade to make sure I was like, got stuck up in nostalgia and was saying like, oh, no, he wasn't. He wasn't doing that. Maybe he was always a mumbler. But then I went back to it. I was like, nah, he did it on a couple songs, but it seemed like he did it on a lot more in this right here. And his experiment would just actually like harmonize a little bit more as i want to say and i don't i don't, I don't know how I'm, how I'm feeling about it quite yet i still listen i, I like the artist so i'm constantly like giving i'm giving it more chances than i think most people would and i'm continuing to listen at it but i can tell you right now it wasn't it i didn't have too many songs off jump that just gravitated that that just pulled me in right off the back like the last album did and i don't know if that's because i'm in a different spot in life or what it is but yeah, I mean, he 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 went a little bit. He went heavy mumbling on this. Like, and I, I I was I couldn't look past it a lot on these songs. So I know I'm gonna continue to listen at it, and uh, you know, probably give it a couple more listens, and then it probably come come around to me. Which, as y'all been listening, y'all know, like I I it takes a little bit longer for me to come around to some type of music. So it may be there there for me later on in the year. But as of right now, man, it's it's like eh, it's okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you or talk about it like it is. Uh, I know some people would listen at this and be like, "Oh hell no, man!" Like, go on, go on to the next album. And <laughs> I'm very interested to see what Cash had to say about it because I think he'll be one of those type of people. Because uh, I don't think he was in love with the Sun's tirade like I was anyway. But it did have some good songs on here and some uh, had one very standout track, uh, the score featuring Scissor and Black. Uh, I thought that track was fantastic. And if there's a song that's going to take off, it should be that one. I was a little disappointed in the, the song he had with Duke Deuce. Uh, so I was expecting a little bit more hype crunk type of deal, but he still made a, found a way to mellow that down. That was disappointing in my eyes to me. I was expecting something a little bit more upbeat, something that you can go like, you know, really, champion on or something like that uh dark side from the garden rp young and 93 freestyle rounds out the songs that i like everything else man it's, it's still sitting with me it's still sitting with me his single is good he, he definitely knows how to put a catchy tune together if need be it seems like i don't know if he having help on that but he, he he seems to always have that one that's gonna grab you right off the back but the rest of it is just man it was it was a chore. It was a chore to get through. I ain't gonna lie. So, uh, with that said, man, my initial review on Isaiah Rashad, it's a, it's okay. It's okay. It's it's decent, man. I, I would give it a three. Now, I don't know if that's my fandom like coming in just because I I like the artist and I love this last project. If I'm getting a kind of break on that, y'all let me know if I'm really doing that. If, what what did y'all think of the album? And Cash, when you come back on here, I gotta hear you speak on this album because it was one of those ones that I said I was listening for. So uh, I'm I'm here for it. If you thought totally different from me or you was right in line with it, I I, I just gotta know.
So that takes us to our next one. Our next one would be Dave East and Harry Fraud. This was Hoffa. Uh, I wasn't tracking this. I wasn't expecting this. Uh, maybe I need to follow these people a little bit more on uh, social media, but I don't. Yeah, y'all don't need to tell me. Cash tells me enough about my lack of social media uh, <laughs> indulgence. Uh, so, uh, but Harry Fraud, man, this dude strikes again, man, and strikes gold, man. He has the perfect formula for the people who don't fit into the industry formula. If all you are are a good rhymer, you know, like you a good MC, then he he knows how to give you that perfect production that's going to let it shine. He's not going to force you to make the lady song, the club song. No, he wants you to be you on the track and then just give him that and where you won't sell like a Jay-Z, a Nas, a Kendrick, or anything anybody like that that's kind of pushing out that can that can dabble in those, you're gonna you're gonna shine at what you do best and it's gonna sound immaculate. So you will still be heavily spoke about in these underground circles where you can continue to live or even elevate your name into a different at a stratosphere i mean like just the resurgence of people that he didn't actually like have to come along man and and he just getting with these people and just creating these masterpieces man uh that's that's like i said more artist centric and it's it's playing to their strengths instead of trying to get you to go into like i said the the formula that's going to get you to sell you can still sell and have a strong base you just ain't gonna be that super superstar man you know what i mean like so i think that's a comfortable space to be in man <laughs> you know still being talked about and in the game and able to sell like crowds is it's it's, a, it's one thing you don't everybody can't be the top everybody can't be it so if you go by their formula all you're going to end up doing is owing them money and losing so like i said harry fraud is getting these people time to shine man and uh this thing man i love this thing pretty much from top to bottom uh i played this several times and i'm still going through it man uh i i like davies already i was already like liking a lot of his stuff man i follow him man. but yeah man i mean davies he's been acting man uh he's he played method man in the wu-tang clan uh he's been to other projects man so uh just just Thank you, Harry Fraud, for getting him back into the music and, you know, letting him truly shine on this production, man. So you got 60 for the Lawyer, Just Another Rapper, Go Off featuring G Herbo, Uncle Rick featuring Benny the Butcher. Best song on the album right there, man. I, I, re I really love that one. The Product, Money or Power featuring Jim Don Jones, Dollar in the Dream, a kind of... Which you, when you hear Dollar in the Dream, everybody want to hear that J Cole. That's what you always think. But I think he 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 did it pretty good, man. But it's still like Dollar in the Dream. J Cole has ingrained that in my head. That's that's always gonna be with J Cole right now. Uh, the Win, uh, yeah, I know featuring King Shooter, Red Fox, uh, Red Fox Restaurant featuring Currency to to take us out. The only song I didn't really like was uh, the song with French Montana. Count it up. Man, he just like the way French sounds on the song, man. It it reminds me of y'all remember the Biggie album, uh, 
Puffy out there singing the player haters. Uh, if y'all big timers fan, you remember my life is beautiful. How they like off key singing. Like it's, it's catchy in that sense. Like when I was like listening at them, uh, <laughs> they're, they're great songs because you know, they're having fun with the track. I really can't tell if that's what French is doing. Is he trying to have fun with the track or is he being serious? And this is him at how he actually sound. And, uh, since I can't figure that out, I, I, it just don't sound good to me on the track. So, uh, I need to know, was he like, is it, is it like a jokey type feel? And this is how it's supposed to be. Just have fun with the track or, or is he seriously singing? And this is just horrible off key type type stuff. Cause it, it, it was the one song out of this whole album that just kind of took me out of it, man. And I was just like, uh, I got to skip the album still every time, but everything else on the track, uh, everything else on the album. Great. I implore you to go listen at the Davies Harry Fraud. It's a great listen from start to finish, minus the French Montana song. Uh, everything else, I'm pretty sure you're like. Good thing about this, man. Uh, we we on streaming services. I can create my own playlist. I recreate the whole whole album and just drop out the gym, uh, the French Montana song, and I'm good. I'm good. I'm gonna keep listening at it. So that's the Davies. I would give it a strong four, uh, four out of five. Yeah, man, it, it was it was there. It was there. Uh, definitely going to be coming back to it a lot. Uh, Harry Fraud strikes again. Great production as usual. Uh, find these the artists, like I said, that didn't necessarily fit that industry mold and let them shine on the album by being themselves and just, you know, giving you that pure, that raw, that uncut, unfiltered uh without all the other additives that the industry want to throw in they ain't got to have the clubs on you ain't got to have all this just just go around man there you go all right and finally we got nas king disease 2 now i ain't gonna lie to y'all y'all can go back and check the tapes y'all know how that first king disease like i was saying it was uh i just wasn't buying into all the hype i had got hit with so much hype right off the jump like it, it took uh, it kind of took me out of that first listen mode like you couldn't go in with the virgin ears and like here's something i was already expecting like elevated truly magnificent type album it was a great album uh, I, I gave it more accolades later on in the year as I kept coming back to it. But I'm going to tell y'all this King Disease 2 instant classic. I felt like this one should have been the album we got right after. Y'all remember that that Khaled song that he did on the Khaled album a while ago? The album's done with Khaled come on like classic shit. Iconic. Timeless. Like that is how I felt the second I hit play on this album, man. This right here had that same vibe, that same feel. It felt like this should have been what we got instead of what we got. Uh, I think that was the the that was the album that that Ye gave him right after that, which was just like seven songs, and it was whew, it was okay, but it wasn't building up to what Khaled song was and this seems like you can you can play that Khaled song then go play this album and it fits perfectly on here man like you know you about to go in and get Nas at his best elite uh sets itself apart from everybody else you feel like it's no denying that Grammy that he got last year this is this sound different this sound momentous this sounds 
elevated, elegant, confident, dominant, whatever you want to put up in there, man. This is it. He sounded so in control of the track, the, the music, his surroundings. Like, you felt that whole vibe while listening to this album, man. Uh... <laughs> He got Lauren Hill on this album, people. Lauren Hill. And actually, like, coming out with some, like, really flowing on this, man. Like, this right here, as you listen at the album, just got better and better and better and better and better. Instant classic. Instant classic, people. Instant. Go. If you haven't listened at this album, stop what you're doing right now. Stop the podcast. Go pop in this album and and. And receive your gift from one of the greats in the game that's still doing it after all these years. We talking about 30 plus years in the game and he's still giving us to this level. It is crazy. He has his influence is on so many rappers already. He already gave you the classic Illmatic where you can listen from start to finish. And this just adds more to that catalog. It is mind-boggling how this guy has been in the game this long and still doing it at this level with that type of energy and resetting his whole whole fan base, I think, and it's just recapturing more people in. It's, it's insane. Uh, Nas, hats off to you on this one. Uh, my favorite track has to be the track at the end, Nas is Good. It just sounds like somebody who's just, like, comfortable in their space and, like, man, whatever you saying, man, I'm good. And, and man, he, he had some great lines up in there. Uh, the lights were out. That's why we sip dark. You know, that double entendre type meaning up in there. Uh, so, hey, we sip dark, the, the dark liquor and everything. Uh, and then you had... Then he came from there like, now y'all woke, I'm laughing at niggas. Y'all used to say, Nas talking that anti-establishment business. Now y'all woke. Now y'all coming to it. Remember Jay-Z out there popping them lines like, just because he, he uh, wear a koofy don't mean that he nice? <laughs> well, now that everybody's coming around to this talk, now you really appreciate what Nas was giving you back in the day. Hey, <laughs> if you don't have that in your lines, then you're you're... You're, you're out of the loop now. You're looking like a Lil Wayne out here talking about, oh, I ain't, ain't never, it's not real to me. <laughs> I, I think it's just funny how that came full circle and just like his, his, his career, his career is just going to be hard to top. Like we think about how many years we have been getting Nas at, you know, doing it at this level for so long, man. Like he's just, him jay-z like another one that's up there man like <laughs> it's gonna be hard to move those guys out of this little spot because they just been doing it for so long so think about how long these your people careers gotta be to even come up to an inkling of that like we got 20 30 plus year careers man like this is man <sighs> yeah but that's Nas king disease instant classic five out of five I don't know why you listen at me and have, uh, haven't stopped and gone and listen to King Disease if you haven't heard it yet. If you have, tell me your thoughts. Tell me what you think. Uh, am I crazy? Uh, is it not on that level? I can tell you right now, this moved everything off my top list. Uh, <laughs> these other people came out here talking about it. They were saying Tyler. They were saying J. Cole. This is sitting firmly at the top for me right now. So we'll see how it go for the rest of the year. And then for the other thing that was supposed to drop, how we still ain't got this Yay album. 
How we still ain't got this jam? How many people still out there waiting for this jam? I'm tired of just the past couple of Fridays waking up and just everything been flooded. If Title sends me another little notification, I may drop that damn subscription. For real, man. Like, y'all get off this, this yay thing, man. Yay hasn't been good for that. Y'all like the last album. I'm telling you. My dark twisted fantasy. I gotta take that back. Can't see ghosts was fire. Uh, <laughs> my dark twisted fantasy was a uh, uh, was the last one. The rest of the stuff that Kanye does, man, I just I just accept him, man. He's weird and he's on some other level, man. He's not for me. He's not for me no more. I still got the old Kanye. I can go listen to. I got those other great albums I can go go listen to. I'm probably going to listen at the album just because, hey, it is what we do. But I have zero hype, zero hype for this album, man. I'm And I'm tired of everybody else trying to force it down. It's like the, the dude knows how to market. <laughs> and the people that he got on it, he know how to throw on this big stage to get them in and talk, be talked about. So. Uh, I think the holding off the album is giving him a little bit more time and help building his little brand. He definitely didn't want to drop when that Nas dropped. <laughs> I think that would have been bad for him. Uh, but, you know, he got his diehard fans. They're going to do what they're going to do anyway. All right. That's it for the music. Uh, well, the album portion, that is. Now, when we get to the culture portion, you had Dipset versus the Locks, man. And as y'all heard me like talking ahead, I really, I was part of the movement. Like uh, I was, that was, that was my younger time uh, with the dip set and everything coming up. So I really thought they was going to hold their own a little bit better than they did. But if the locks didn't come out and just like mop them on this whole little thing, man. And I'm pretty sure y'all done seen and heard the little funny little videos, seen the little clips and stuff that come out. But I'm telling you, as a fan sitting there watching it, it was amazing. It was amazing how the locks swayed me so easily to their side, just coming out with the hits like right off the back, just coming with the different type of energy on stage. I think the dip set really messed up by uh, Cam sitting down trying to do his little antics at the beginning, you know, in the lounge chair, letting his boys go out there and like handle the work, but they didn't handle the work. They actually got work at the beginning <laughs> and it was hard to draw that momentum back. It was almost like watching a NCAA football game, you know what I mean? Like, you you know how the crowd can get into it, and then once they done lost that momentum, it is gone. Like, just one big play after the next, after the next, after the next. So, later on, they can just coast at the end, and that's kind of what they did. It was like Cam was coming on a little bit stronger at the end, but it was, it was, they was in coast mode. It was the battle was over already. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, you just out here just trying to save face. You you out here like a quarterback getting these garbage time points, but it don't really matter. It's over with, bro. <laughs> and that's how I felt about this dip set thing, man. It was uh, one of the more entertaining uh, verses. I, I would definitely put, no, nah, I'm going to take that back. It was the top of the verses so far for me. Uh, I don't know where they're going on from here. I honestly didn't think this verses would still be going on like this uh, as <laughs> at this time frame. I thought it was a moment in time. It was going to be something that we looked at during COVID, but they're surprising with me on their efforts and how, how they're keeping this, this thing alive. So uh, what they're going to come up with next, who's coming next? <sighs> I, I don't know, but they locked me in for another one. And 
<laughs> the locks have set a tone. Y'all better not be coming out here rapping and with your music still playing in the background. We want to hear you at this level. If not, you're, you're probably yeah, I'm done with y'all jump. Like yeah, <laughs> y'all y'all got to bring a different type of energy. I love how everybody's just elevating <laughs> constantly, you know, and moving it, moving it forward, moving it forward, man. Oh man, these, these things are just some. <laughs> Like I said, man, I was I was just I was there for the entertainment. I thought Dipset was gonna be able to pull it off. Boy, was I wrong, and I apologize for even like thinking bad on the Locks name, man. Jada Kiss, man, one of the a true performer, true performer at all, man. Uh, <laughs> he he got up there, held down the mic, said his little piece, and you know controlled the crowd the way it should have been, and. Just the the way he came off early, just just reset whatever you thought it was gonna be. If this was gonna be that dipset movement coming, he was like, nah, this is about hip hop. This is about New York. So you either come with it or you don't. And they 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 could not stand up. I think everybody got paid. I think uh, I'm happy that nothing went down. No no ill will or nothing like that on anybody. No no uh, nobody got shot. Nothing like that. It was it was an overall good event. They had a little trouble with some bunch of people on stage, but that's to be expected in my opinion. All right, next we're gonna be going on to the other part of the culture. I watched the Suicide Squad. Uh, this is a part two, but it ain't got no two or nothing in it. Uh, they still was picking off where it left off. Uh, on the last one, the reason I'm speaking on this movie is because, like, just like the last one, this one has a strong black lead up in front. Before it was Will Smith. Chemistry was off on that movie. Direction was off on that movie and overall tone of that movie just wasn't good. Wasn't good with the top two, with one of our top tier actors. But then we come back with Idris Elba and he plays the very, very similar character than last Will Smith. Better chemistry, better director, and he killed the part. Man, uh, this movie was outstanding, man. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it is what it is, man. It's a action flick, so high, highly uh, big-time gore up in this one. They It was rated R, so even though it's a superhero movie, the gore level was up there. If y'all don't know about the Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad is about, like, the villains. They uh, in jail. They get an opportunity by Amanda Waller, who's another black female, strong female lead in the D.C., and that's played by Viola Davis, who kills the role for the second time. She killed it in the last one. She was the one great little standout. Uh, Harley Quinn was okay. And then, but yeah, killed killed that role, man. Uh, just her tone, her demeanor throughout the whole movie. You know she means business. I like what she brings to that movie, man. Uh, great, great movie, man. I would say uh, <laughs> it's a comic book movie, so you know what you're in for. But it was enjoyable. Uh, popcorn flick. Like, just sit there, watch it. It's on your TV. If you got the HBO Max, uh, if you just just go ahead, sit down, watch it. It's free. Go ahead, enjoy it. Great, great role for Idris. Great role for Viola Davis. Good movie. A lot better than the first. Check it out. And I want to take this time to thank our Patreon supporters. 
We truly appreciate it. Y'all will continue to help us uh, just keep this thing going. I mean, we can't, we almost going on two years. It's crazy. Like, uh, and I feel like we're getting better and better. We learn how to get through a little adversity, you know, can't get our, our schedules and stuff like this just because like all the time last year that we will spend away, we having our vacation going through it, but we're managing people we're managing. And I think that's a lot that has to do with, with y'all. Thank y'all for the contributions. Even if we felt like we couldn't do this, we owe it to y'all at this point. Y'all have faith in us and we're going to keep bringing this thing through. Let me, let me get the list. I'm going to run through it and we're going to thank each one of these people individually. So Tate, Marty, Fran, Corey, Quay Quay, Errol, Bird, Ryan, Manuel, Jared, Matt, Tyrus, Rodney, and King James, man. I want to say thank y'all for continuing to holding us now. Some of y'all have been with us from the jump, and man, that that is damn the the, the faith y'all having in this pod, man. Hopefully we're living up to y'all expectations and to everyone else that's out there that you may not be a patreon contributor but you are still a listener we appreciate it keep spreading the word as much as you can uh we can definitely see it the word of mouth is definitely picking up the numbers are showing it we're so thankful for even just a listen if you can if you're watching the video hit that thumbs up on it uh just just keep spreading the word for us thank y'all and let's get back into it On the sports tip, I'm going to start off talking about this NBA that uh, Numbs, great interview that Cash did last week with him. Uh, <laughs> he came on here, but he, as a, he said he's a Kobe fan <laughs> in it by proxy, I guess a Lakers fan. He still follows the Lakers, but he's kind of, you know, ever since Kobe's gone, he's kind of checked out a little bit, but he was following him. And he didn't he 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 had faith in us, but I don't feel like he had all the kind words that he should have had about this Lakers and what we're doing. The Braun them seen what was going on. Y'all said they messed up by giving away all this talent, but when everybody was sitting on the bench, what did that talent do? They could not win. And what are you going to do in this type of league and everything, how everything's going? You see the way the pieces be moving. You see the way these people team up and, and keep it. If you're trying to waste your time on building internally through the draft, that's going to take too long. And the Lakers is too big of a market that could fall to the Clippers or, or, or another fan base. And the way fans are now so finicky, they follow the, the players more than they follow a team. So if they have any of a, a a following, they got to hold on to that moment. And with that said, like that team wasn't built to win now. And they may have been in a situation where they was going to kind of get left behind while waiting on them to build. And you can't lose that market. So I kind of see what the Lakers was doing. And I think it was a great move. If everybody else is going to get this super team, let's build up this super team. Let's work on a little bit more load management. And let's see how we can get all these players going into the playoff healthy. We just need to make that playoff run, which is getting harder in the West. Everybody else has stepped up their game. The Lakers was on the tail end trying to play in to get up in there. Let's not forget that. We was trying to play in. So, Brondam got to find a way to extend themselves for the whole season. 
AD love the man. Stay freaking healthy, bro. Like if if <laughs> I, I love your talent, but if you can't stay fucking healthy, like you need to be gone too. I'm gonna lose faith in you. Uh, Westbrook was a nice addition on there. He's not gonna be the we we missing the J. We missing the J a lot on here, man. Like, but he's good at what he's doing, man. The, the dude's been hitting triple doubles left and right. He's gonna break all the records, man. If he if he can drive and get up in there, maybe you 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 show him that going back to the two and not leaning heavily on the three may be the way to go. Hey, it worked for Giannis now. So hey, if, let them other teams live and die by the three. Let's get back to sound fundamental basketball and you can do that with a couple of these the, the older roster that we kind of got Melo still got a little drop man he may have to do a little bit a little bit more up in there man it's gonna take you gotta rejuvenate man so whatever y'all doing in the offseason y'all team up with Braun y'all get on his program and let's get your health make sure your limbs are gonna last through this season the bench is the bench what we got hopefully the reshuffling around gonna carry us through or at least hold us over for a couple games when we got to rest the starters. Hopefully all the starters ain't resting at the same time. May have to manage that a little bit better. Uh, but we got to pull off and just make it to the playoffs. In front of playoffs, that's when we need everybody accountable. All these players that's up in there talking, we can't have a single one that's down when playoff season comes. It is a rough and tough road in these playoffs now. The, the NBA is highly competitive. These teams that you won't, to just write off Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> they, 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 they there. Phoenix Suns, man. They there. Like, <laughs> the NBA, by them, the players getting back control to made it every market kind of competitive in there over here. And it's, it's, it's amazing to watch. But Lakers, we, we, I think, I think well, this is our last shot. This is Bron's last shot. What does he do after this? Like, <laughs> if he don't win here and he got to go join somebody else's team, what does that say about his legacy? I don't, I don't know. So if he don't win, he, I think he just need to go on to retire. Uh, that's my thoughts. That's my thoughts. Uh, Nums, I'm cool with you still saying that you're a Laker fan, but if you're gonna do it, man, you gotta be a Laker fan. I don't, don't be, don't be letting cash sway your opinion and all this other stuff, man. He's he's manipulative like that, man. Speak your piece, hold down your team, man. Now, the NFL has started back. We had the Hall of Fame game this week. Uh, <laughs> if y'all a true NFL fan like me or football fan like me, you get hype. It's the, the offseason, the, even though they didn't stretch it out with all these events, everything coming on after the draft, it's not enough. When the, I need the football back on, and I get overly hyped, and I get ready for these games and Hall of Fame game, mark it down. And within three plays, I'm like, oh, man, this is this preseason. I don't know why I was so hyped. <laughs> this is not good at all. Not good at all. And that Steelers and Cowboys game was not good. I can tell you I foresee – Big Ben, like I predict last year, but it didn't happen. But he kind of fell off at the end. I, I think it's going to happen even sooner, man. I just don't see him lasting. I think this is with the Browns coming up and in that division. I, I, I think he should have went out. I think this may be the year they actually lose twice to the Browns. I, I know it's early preseason. I'm making these predictions. It's crazy. But uh, Najee, Najee Harris looked good, though. Uh, the The Cowboys, man. They just still look a mess. <laughs> they, it's preseason game, I know. I know, I know. But 
I, I don't see them winning right now. I, they they still got the same problems that we've seen for the past couple years, man. They're they're just dysfunctional. They're just dysfunctional. They got a they got a strong offense. They got a strong offense, a, a competitive type offense, but that defense just. <laughs> Raiders, man. Sergeant Raiders back in the Raiders. So that is the team that I follow heavy. I get overload of Raiders. I listen to a Raiders podcast every day. I follow every drip of news that, that kind of falls out of here, man. So me, I don't know if I buying into the hype again. I'm, t- I'm not going to do the thing that I usually do and say we going 17 and 0 and all this other stuff. I'm going to be more realistic. I'm going to wait and temper my expectations. But I can tell you right now, a lot of people have come around healthy. I like what our change on defense and that defensive coordinator going to Gus Bradley has been doing. Uh, the defense just sounds better when they're when they're giving direction or they're, they're having the interviews. They sound like knowledgeable this time. They they sound like they're having fun again. So I I think that defense is really going to be tweaked. And if it's just halfway decent with the offense that we had, man, it's 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 going to be moving. Uh, with the offense, they we already had a potent offense. Only person we really lost was Aguilar, and they brought in even more weapons. Man, we are so stacked now at the wide receiver room. We got John Brown, another speed guy. We got Willie Sneed. You got Hunter Renfro, and all these guys that came in. That's Josh Jacobs. They all going into their third year, and this is the year where you really got to see what this talent is going to bring you. Was that was that draft class a bust or not? tell you from the talk so far everybody seemed like they're ready they're stepping up we experienced a couple hot stars the past couple years and trailed off they seemed like they got off all the other talent that you know was bringing them down uh everybody else is like motivated they understand like see people who've been there for three years now they understand what the season takes what what it takes out of the what it what you have to do to make yourself available throughout the full season and still with that energy level on that back half. And they all attacked the offseason differently. And their their bodies, their their mentality, the way they speak, it's all saying they're they're all leaders on this de- uh team now and ready to push us to that next level. Hopefully they do it. Like I said, I'm not gonna make those crazy uh <laughs> I'm not going to be crazy with it. Say we're going 17 and no, I'm going to let it play out how it's play out this year. Uh, I'm not going to buy too much into the hype. I'm going to wait to after week nine, week 10 and see how that team is really doing and, and how, how we moving. But I can tell you right now, me listening to them, they sound, I can tell you from what I see, they look different. John Gruden has brought players in who love football. Raiders style football. So see how the season goes on us getting the calls. If the defense can hold up, this may be a very special year for the Raiders. And I'm here for all of it. And I will keep y'all posted on all of it. Sergeant Raider is here for the season. Raiders. And that's the podcast, folks. So. Hopefully I held it down. Hopefully I did good enough, man. Cash, 
See you back next week. We'll team up. I'm wait. I'm I definitely want to get your opinion about those albums that we that I talked about, the King Disease, the Isaiah Rashad, the Davies. So even whatever come out this week, we're gonna reattack that. I want your side of it. I'll be quiet and let you let you hear and speak on it. Fans, if y'all out there and I, I want to hear y'all thoughts on the album as well. Go ahead, speak to us uh, on social media. I'm pretty sure Cash gonna put this out somewhere. So uh, let us know. Let us know. Let us know. And with that, we out.